0: On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, Illinois is the latest state with a proposal to make life difficult for Tesla owners, but it's in a different way than you might expect. Plus, Tesla completes a major acquisition, Elon Musk is being honored for his scientific achievements this summer, and more. What's happening, my friends? Welcome to Ride the Lightning, the weekly Tesla unofficial podcast. This is episode number 198 for the date May 19th, 2019. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. To my left, the Daisy the Boxer puppy. Yes, to thes. Not really. Now, she's gnawing away on a bone, trying to get the marrow out of the middle. It's one of those bones, it's like $30 at the, at the pet store where it's, it's like a real, actual, hardcore bone. That thing has paid for itself. She spent a lot of time with that thing. Anyway, she's on the couch to my left, the Ed McMahon to my Johnny Carson of this particular show. Uh, Anyway, I was in Santa Monica this week, had an excellent week down there on business. And uh, what's relevant to this show is that I saw that Tesla is moving into a new, bigger, more prominent location downtown there. If you've been to Santa Monica or you're familiar with it, maybe you live there, the Third Street Promenade, which is just this, awesome just lovely uh row just this multiple blocks it's probably 4 or 5 blocks of just shops and it's all the streets the street itself is just walking only there's no cars on there uh and it's really really pretty downtown area and tesla currently does have a store there at the far end at kind of the the end um like if you were to call it so they're probably the, the less the less busy end, the opposite sort of quieter end of the promenade. And I I was walking around down there again when I had a little free time, and they're, they're trying to move, or in the process of moving, to the opposite end at the clearly much busier end. There's like an outdoor shopping mall there, movie theater, and then it's kind of more of the heart of it, I would say. Just huge corner space, like very prominent, very nice. They've actually got uh signage up so there's you know this says coming soon on one of the but the 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 windows are all covered uh with with sort of tesla signage up above there's a huge banner uh it's a beautiful photo of the model s the model three and the model x and yes they are arranged in proper sex order the proper sex s3x position if you will (laughs) and uh one of the posters on the on the window there while we wait for it to open, is just a huge, the biggest, the biggest poster I've ever seen of the Roadster. It's one of the press shots of the Roadster. Talk about that'll stop and turn some heads right there. That was awesome. So it's cool to see all that. And yeah, I I do wonder, like I I did have to stop and wonder, well, are they actually going to move into this? Because they've got the spot at the other end already. It's a smaller spot, but you know, in light of all of the retail store changes and closing a lot of stores and evaluating all of the stores, I wonder if they will move into that, that bigger space. Cause yeah, it's, it's bigger, it's more prominent. So no doubt the rent is going to be higher. And thus I wonder if, uh, the additional foot traffic that would come in, in that new location would, would sufficiently outweigh the costs of, of moving into that bigger space. So I don't know, I guess we'll have to keep an eye on that. If, if any of you are uh, in Santa Monica and listeners down there, let me know if that thing does open up. I would be curious to know what happens with that. But anyway, yeah, beautiful spot. If you're ever in Santa Monica, just uh, head, check out the promenade. Beautiful spot. All right, let's move on to the Tesla news this week. And by the way, I saw a ton of Teslas down there in Santa Monica, along with <laughs> a couple of McLarens, uh, two Rolls Royces within about five minutes of each other. But yeah, just... Tesla is everywhere. It's great to see that because I've been doing that same trip. It's a sort of an annual business trip that I make at the same time of year. And, you know, when I first started doing it, I would look out for Model S's and be like, okay, well, am I going to see any S's? And, and you'd see a couple and it's just, it's been cool every year to go back to that same spot at that same time of year and just see more and more and more Tesla's. And this, this year, they're just, they're everywhere. S's, X's, and threes, all of them. Great to see that. Not so great is, uh, unfortunately my lead story for you guys this week. Bad news for not just Tesla owners, but all current and future electric vehicle owners in the state of Illinois. The state is looking to pass a new registration fee. This would be an Annual registration fee tacked on to electric vehicles of a thousand dollars. A thousand bucks a year if you have an electric car and this is for road maintenance. The justification being put forth by the politicians there is that electric vehicles don't contribute to that road maintenance because they're not paying gasoline taxes. So this report comes via uh Reddit, but ultimately the Chicago Tribune. And the the Tribune says, The legislation introduced this week by Senator Martin Sandoval of Chicago would raise about $2.4 billion in annual transportation funding, according to its backers. Sandoval did not respond to a request for comment Thursday on the proposed EV registration fee hike, aimed at raising money to make overdue road improvements across Illinois The proposed legislation would also more than double the state's gas tax to 44 cents a gallon and raise the registration fee for standard vehicles to $148 from $98, among other elements but the kicker is a nearly 60-fold increase in the electric vehicle registration fee, one that is sure to cause sticker shock across a nascent segment of the auto industry, which has depended on government incentives to entice early adopters. Quote, There's definitely a push because electric vehicles don't pay any gas taxes, said Peter Sander, wait for it, President, wait for it, of the Illinois Automobile Dealers Association. Ah, the Dealers Association. I'm shocked, shocked. I tell you that the Dealers Association is a part of this, and uh, yeah, the the Democratic Senator here, Martin Sandoval, uh, man, just what a what a terrible idea for so many reasons. Tesla, of course, stated that it does oppose this, but I'll tell you the the uh, best statement, the more detailed statement came from rivian the startup electric pickup truck maker and uh, the reason that rivian is commenting here isn't just because they're a startup electric vehicle maker but rivian their plant is in illinois they're going to be building their trucks and then their suv they're going to be building their vehicles in illinois Rivian saying, quote, imposing fees on EVs that are over 400% more than their gasoline-powered counterparts is not only unfair, it discourages promising new technology that will reduce our dependence on petroleum, reduce emissions, and promote the Illinois economy. That's from Rivian spokesman Michael McHale. Well said, Mr. McHale. Uh, Now, if you're curious, so you did hear there that, yes, the gasoline taxes are going up as well to 44 cents a gallon. And yes, that registration fee up, uh, you know, about 50% from $98 to $148, it's a far cry from a thousand dollars. So a Tesla Motors Reddit user, an intrepid user who goes by the username Snoopy31195, they did the math on a gasoline car to compare, to see, well, is the combination of that registration fee hike on on ICES, along with the gasoline tax increase, enough to about even it out with this thousand dollar EV uh, charge that they that the state wants to levy? Well, uh, the Snoopy three one one nine five says here's what a driver driving fifteen thousand miles a year would pay in gas tax with the proposed increase. To 44 cents per gallon. A 20 mile per gallon car would equate to about $330 in gasoline taxes. A 30 mile per gallon car would be uh, $220 uh, per year. And a 2019 Prius at 50 miles per gallon, $132 per year. So, as you can see, the math is... Absolutely nowhere close. Or not, not the math, but rather the the ultimate comparison of the EV uh, tax there and the gasoline taxes. Just not even close. And by the way, you want to guess what the fee currently is for electric cars? In case you're wondering, like, okay, thousand dollars. Well, what are they bumping it up from? I'm gonna guess every single one of you who just answered that question in your own minds while you, when you heard me there. You all overshot it, I guarantee it. The current electric vehicle fee, annual fee, $17.50, which works out to a 57 times increase all at once in, you know, one fell swoop, which is, of course, totally normal and not gross at all, uh, in case <laughs> there was heavy sarcasm dripping off those words in case my tone <laughs> wasn't obvious, but... My goodness, just a just a terrible proposal, not just for Tesla, obviously, but there's so many layers of wrong to this, which Rivian pointed out. Uh, it's just awful. So once again, my friends, it is time to mobilize if you feel so inclined. If you are an Illinois resident, here is how you can contact Senator Sandoval's office. I'm gonna give you the information right now. So as always, I remind you to please... Uh, reach out politely and respectfully, but firmly as well. Do not dance around how horrible you think this is, but be polite, be respectful. So you can, uh, you can go online to submit an email uh, form, fill out the, the form there and, and submit a message electronically. And the website is Senator Martin Sandoval, and it's spelled just like it sounds sendermartinsandovalcom slash contact us. So that is the URL. If you would like to call or write a letter, his district office is Senator 11th District 111 Capitol Building, Springfield, Illinois, 62706, with the phone number 217-782-5304. Or there's another district office, at 5807 West Thirty Fifth Street, Cicero, Illinois, 60804, with a phone number 708-656-2002. So uh, if again, Illinois friends, if you are enraged by this, as I, I I sure as heck would be, if this happened in California, I would be calling and I would definitely be uh, be, uh in the group trying to trying to you know reach out and, and make my voice heard on this you know certainly it's it's if you feel so inclined but that's the way to do it cuz this is just the, the again the issue here is not simply Illinois cuz it's uh, Illinois is one of you know it's a, it's a major state it's a it's a major EV player obviously Chicago one of the single largest and and uh, just most prominent cities in this country But if this goes through, you can bet that other states are going to try and follow. So we need to hopefully stop this. And by we, I'm not simply talking. I'm talking about just the entire EV community, not just the show, not just Tesla, everybody. This is uh, not great. So reach out to Senator Sandoval, make your voice heard, and hopefully this can be stopped before it's too late. In better news this week... Tesla has officially completed its acquisition of Maxwell Technologies. They are the battery research company that could help accelerate the advancement of Tesla's batteries, and and I say could, really meaning probably will. Uh, I mean, they they were acquired for a reason. I'll talk more about that in a second. Now, Maxwell, if you recall, has a mission statement that is, uh, I'd, I'd say it aligns quite nicely with Tesla's. So in their own words, this is from the Maxwell website, they say, quote, Maxwell Technologies is committed to providing cost-effective, energy-efficient, environmentally-conscious energy storage and power delivery solutions that extend the limits of current conventions. Our success is built on providing unmatched total solutions to our customers, solutions that deliver superior performance, reliability, and value backed by extraordinary application engineering and field support. Now, here's a bit more on their specific focuses. So if you're wondering, all right, who again? I remember you brought this up, Ryan, when it first went down, but who are these guys again? This is, again, in Maxwell's own words. Quote, Maxwell's primary focus is on ultracapacitors, Energy storage devices that are characterized by high power density, long operational life, the ability to charge and discharge very rapidly, and reliable performance at a wide range of temperatures. And Maxwell's dry electrode technology has the potential to be a revolutionary technology within the battery industry with a substantial market opportunity, particularly for use in, wait for it, electric vehicles. By applying proprietary and fundamental dry electrode manufacturing technology to batteries of varying chemistries, Maxwell can create significant performance and cost benefits when compared with today's state-of-the-art wet electrode technology, end quote. So the maximum, if we're taking the maximum optimism look, just the, the full, full end, far end of the optimism scale here, I would say that, that, Maxwell is going to help Tesla make battery breakthroughs, not improvements, but breakthroughs for both longevity and performance, which will just allow major leaps forward in both of those categories. If you want to dial it back a tad and just say, all right, well, what's a more even keel look at this? I would say, in my opinion, it would be fair to say that this acquisition will at the very least Serve to strengthen Tesla's current market leadership, as it pertains to automotive-grade battery technology, which is certainly what what Tesla deals in. Either way, though, wherever this falls on the scale, because again, I think that last thing I just said is probably the the worst case scenario. It's the low end of of the uh, <laughs> of the outcome probability here. Or, uh, or I should say the high end, meaning the, hi- the highest probability that's, <laughs> and then it'll, the, 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 uh, the breakthrough stuff is still highly possible. But anyway, either way here, this is just an absolute win for Tesla. And, and I'll tell you this, I said this at the time of the acquisition, uh, t- pardon me, time of the acquisition, but Tesla has, they must believe that what Maxwell is doing is, is a big deal. For, to have acquired them because as we all know, Tesla is a very lean company with a very razor sharp focus and they're not exactly flush with an Apple type war chest to just go out and snap up people. However they see fit, you know, they have to be very careful, very strategic about how they spend their money. So if they're <laughs> if there's, uh, something that Tesla sees in Maxwell. Odds are it's going to be important, it's going to matter and we're going to see positive results from it. I mean, look at when Tesla bought Groman. remember them from Germany? They bought them with a very specific purpose, and we have seen that purpose. We've seen it play out. Groman helped develop the gigafactory assembly lines for the battery assembly the battery pack and the battery uh, modules. So, uh you know that's been a, a sound acquisition for Tesla and hopefully Maxwell will be the same. Yeah, so you know, here's to Maxwell making Tesla even better than they already are and and in turn making better cars which will no as Elon would say further accelerate the transition to sustainable energy. So, congrats Tesla on finalizing the acquisition of Maxwell. Congratulations are also in order for Elon Musk. He is being honored for his scientific contributions to humanity, which of course include SpaceX. Though uh, in this case, Tesla is not mentioned by name, but I have to imagine that he's also being recognized for continuing the aforementioned Tesla mission to transition the world to sustainable energy. Uh, The award is the Stephen Hawking Medal for Science Communication as Tesla Roddy. Writes it up, quote, Elon Musk has been selected as one of the recipients of the 2019 Stephen Hawking Medal for Science Communication, an award created in honor of the legendary theoretical physicist for individuals who promote the public awareness of science. Look no further than the Falcon Heavy launch. The SpaceX and Tesla CEO will be receiving the Stephen Hawking Medal at the Starmus Festival this coming June in Zurich, Switzerland. Musk will be receiving the Stephen Hawking Medal for the scientific community for his, quote, out not us not outstanding but also that astounding accomplishments in space travel and for humanity according to Starmus in a press release Starmus founding member and phd astrophysicist brian may yes that brian may will be personally presenting the medal to musk who has been described by noted evolutionary biologist richard dawkins as quote a hero for our times congratulations elon That is absolutely well-deserved. Also well-deserved, see, at least if it's kind of a slow Tesla news week, at least my Segway game is strong this week. See, it's a lot of, again, a lot of thought (laughs) goes into this. More than you might think. Anyway, Tesla has been named the most loved brand in the auto industry in Auto Traders 2019 New Car Awards. Here is uh, that honor straight from Auto Traders. Lips.
1: The Tesla community has always been passionate, and they clearly came out to vote in their droves for the new car awards. Tesla is the most loved brand, with owners praising just about everything about their cars, from looks to innovation to eco-credentials to how fun they are to drive. One responder said, it feels like the future is already here.
0: A little, uh, little dramatic music there for effect. As Tesla Roddy notes, quote, Auto Trader road test editor Yvonne Astrop discussed the results of the company's survey as well as Tesla's win, saying, quote, Our research shows that pioneering technology and the feel good factor of electric motoring certainly play their part in Tesla owners' enthusiasm about their cars, but there's more to it than that. Tesla has managed to make electric motoring cool and that's a trick that not many other electric car manufacturers have managed to pull off so far. What owning a Tesla says about you seem to be as important to owners as the car itself and for a company trying to build brand loyalty and desirability, that's a master stroke," he said. Well, you know, to, to everybody listening to this, this, is, this award is absolutely no surprise. Whether you're a current owner or a future Tesla owner who sees what this Tesla community is all about, it's just plain to see how much people love their cars. I've certainly wis- witnessed it in my own life, not only with just myself personally, but with other people in my life who have have gotten a Tesla, and I've sort of seen the the change <laughs> from from a you know sort of a, a secondhand perspective. I mean, it it is. As you guys know, it's a paradigm shift from the traditional method and ways of car ownership. And I'll say this, you know, not that not that these people don't exist, but you really, at least in my experience, you just almost never hear somebody say, yeah, I think I'm going to go back to a gas car once I'm done with this Tesla. Like, it just, it doesn't happen much. Very few people seem to go back because it's that awesome of an experience. So I'm very glad to see some formal recognition of it, not just because it's nice to hear positive news, but honestly, that the, the tangible real world benefit here that I see is that the attention that, that an award like this and a, an honor like this will give will only draw more people's attention and curiosity towards Tesla and potentially bring some more people into the tent and that is of course a great thing next up this week tesla has tweaked the thermal management actually this is the last item this week it's again kind of a quieter week one of the one of the quietest ones in a while but tesla has tweaked the thermal management system of the model s and the model x via of course an over-the-air software update in the wake of what they've learned from a recent battery fire in a model s in hong kong So one more nod to Tesla. Roddy reporting on this. They say, quote, According to local media reports, the Model S was in a parking lot when its batteries ignited, resulting in a blaze that took firemen 45 minutes to extinguish. No injuries were reported in the incident. End quote. Tesla gave a statement here, and that statement is this, quote, Our team was on site to offer support to our customer and establish the facts of this incident. We are glad that everyone is safe. While our investigation with authorities is ongoing, we have found that only a few battery modules were affected and the majority of the battery pack is undamaged. As we continue our investigation of the root cause, out of an abundance of caution, we are revising uh, an over-the-air software update. Uh, Hold on. We are revising charge and thermal management settings on the Model S and the Model X vehicles via an over-the-air software update that will begin rolling out today to help further protect the battery and improve battery longevity. Well, this is reminiscent, if you uh, remember back about a year ago, to the braking distance tweak that Tesla made to that particular software algorithm following Consumer Reports testing of it and their subsequent write-up on it last year. In fact, I'll go back even further just to show it's good to see, like Tesla has always done this. They've always responded to this stuff. Let's go back further. Uh, The Joshua Brown autopilot fatality, that, you know, tragic incident. But after that, Tesla revamped how autopilot works so that it was primarily a radar-based system that was supported by cameras because it had been the other way around. This was now. This was autopilot one, but nevertheless, yeah, it was. It was primarily the cameras that were sort of leading the charge on on autopilot, and the radar would back that up. And you know, now it's it's flipped, and r- the radar is is uh, is the primary driver of the autopilot system, and we have not had uh, many, if any, autopilot fatalities since then. So. Bottom line, you just, you you know, it's you hate to see bad things like this happen, like this battery fire. Thankfully, nobody was injured here, but you do love to see that this kind of applied learning going on at Tesla. They learn their lessons and they apply them and just hope that this continues. You'd love to see that from Tesla. That is it for the news this week, but don't go anywhere. I've got plenty of calls lined up from you guys in the Ride the Lightning Hotline, a lot of great topics to discuss right after this. Well, in the first half of the show, you hear from me. Here in the second half of the show, I get to hear from you in the Ride the Lightning Hotline where you can call in anytime, day or night with your Tesla comments, questions, discussion topics. I invite you, I encourage you, I welcome you. If you'd like to call in, Please, uh, you can do so in one of two easy ways. Either use your smartphone's built-in voice recording software, record me a question, and then email that file to me at teslapodcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can call in on the Ride the Lightning hotline. It's toll-free. It's available 24-7. And the number is 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-TSLA. Please try to keep your calls to 90 seconds or less so that I can get as many people on the air as possible. And by the way, if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. Let's kick it off with Gil in San Diego, also went through a Model 3 windshield replacement, as I did and wanted to talk about his experience there. So Gil, go ahead.
2: Hey, Ryan Gill from San Diego. Wanted to let you know that I actually had a (laughs) big rock hit my window and windshield and crack it. I scheduled an appointment about uh, two weeks ago, took my car in yesterday, got a Model S as a loaner, and then picked up my car with brand new windshield today. So it was a great experience. Um, They turned it around really fast. A couple notes on the Model S. I got to tell you, I like my Model 3 better. The Model S just felt older. Um, So I do think it's time to give the Model S a a refresh, at least on the interior. I think the exterior still looks beautiful, but the interior um, is looking kind of dated. So a great Tesla experience for me. Thanks so much.
0: Always glad to hear about good service experiences, Gil. In fact, it mirrors mine pretty closely minus the weeks of ghosting me from the third-party glass company before Tesla intervened and and took care of it themselves. But I agree. I have to tell you, I miss my Model 3 while I, even while I was lucky enough to have a loner Model S 75D, and that it's not to disparage the Model S at all, because the S is still arguably the greatest car in the world overall, but I do agree that it's, well, number one, not having autopilot, <laughs> you feel it, you feel it when you don't have it, it's like you miss it as soon as it's gone, but yeah, I think in some ways the S is showing its age a little bit in comparison to the 3, I mean I think the technical redesign that that they've just done that you know those cars are just rolling out with the new motors and suspension and what have you that you know that was badly needed and and now I think it that that redesign really gives people a a very good reason to buy a Model S versus the Model 3 again because you know I'd previously talked about this on the podcast but in my humble opinion I think for a while there I didn't think there was really a great case to be made for buying a more expensive S over a less expensive Model 3 outside of, of either cargo volume, which is, that's no question, or if you're looking for just the ultimate performance in the form of the P100D. Hey, on that note, by the way, this this is reminding me, you know, with this, uh, you know, technical redesign of sorts and the new nomenclature on the S and the X that they're they're just being called standard and performance and performance uh with ludicrous has anybody out there taken delivery of a model S or model X super recently meaning uh since Tesla got rid of the 75D, 100D and P100D labeling which they did I guess I guess it's been mm, a couple months now i think about that so because i'm just curious if what if any badges are on the back of those new cars or maybe you know maybe they're just still badging them the same way but just referring to them differently on the design studio i'm not sure so if i've got any brand new srx owners out there like really brand new I would be, I would like to hear from you because, you know, I mean, yes, I see a ton of Teslas around here in the Bay Area, which I'm fortunate to see so many, but, um, you know, not, most of them are not brand, brand new, you know, (laughs) we've got, we've got plenty around. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious about that. Anyway, thanks for the call, Gil. Let's go to Mike from Maryland who wanted to talk about the sort of next wave of, of Tesla owners. This is a very interesting topic. Mike, you're on the air.
3: Hi, Ryan, Mike from Maryland here. It seems the early adopter wave of Tesla owners has just about run its course. Now we are in the second wave of owners. I would compare this to something like the owners of an iPhone 2, where we couldn't wait for the next update or feature. Uh, This wave of owners is more concerned about how, how cool the car looks and is mostly satisfied with the features included with the car. What are your thoughts about how to address these owners and maybe get them more excited about the new features and take advantage of many of the features that they already have? Okay, as always, keep up the great work.
0: Mike, I appreciate the call. I'm going to respectfully, very respectfully disagree with you here. And I'm not pretending that I'm right and you're wrong or vice versa. I think there are certainly multiple ways to look at this. But I think that we're still in the early adopter phase. Granted, there are definitely levels of that. The early Model S owners, like my cousin Pat, he's in an earlier adopter group than certainly than I am. And then the Roadster owners, they're they're, they're in an even earlier group before the uh or the early Model S owners, but in my opinion, I think we're all still at the tip of the spear on this again in my humble opinion i think we are i think we're heading for the tipping point over the next couple of years as the model 3 spreads throughout neighborhoods because the model 3 is now a $40,000 car whereas a year ago at this time it was a $50,000 car and so i think you that's a big deal and you know remember that just happened the Model Three, being a forty thousand dollar car, just happened not uh, two months ago. So that's brand new. That's 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 cars. Those cars, those the forty thousand dollar Model Threes have just barely started to enter the market. So that's going to cause a lot of adoption. That's going to spread around. And then you know, so as that happens over the next year and beyond, then uh, in you know around. 18 months from now, the Model Y will enter production and that will enter the very SUV crazed North American market. So those are, those are all things where we've still got so much upside. There's an absurd amount of upside in my opinion, but I'll tell you to your, to your actual question about, about getting those people excited. I honestly think, and I know I'm a fanboy here, but I think the car does that on its own. I mean, I've seen it time and again. My coworker, Mark, at IGN, he just got a standard range plus, one of the aforementioned you know, $40,000 Model 3s. He had just bought a new Dodge Charger less than two years ago. And so he, you know, but he started asking me more and more questions. He uh, He made the finances work. He knew his cost of ownership would be way lower once he ran all the numbers because he, he has a particularly long commute. He commutes... To IGN in San Francisco from from pretty far out in the East Bay. And uh so you know the the gas savings is huge for him. Especially I've I've happened to notice, I I feel like I kind of zoned out of gas prices for months, but lately I've been noticing them again for some reason. And here in the Bay Area, premium is up to 450 or higher. And I would always look at premium because my last car before my model three required premium, but even just regular unleaded is well North of $4 here in the Bay area right now. So, you know, gas prices, they go up. That's what happens. But anyway, um, now that my coworker Mark is, uh, is one of us to, to, (laughs) to not phrase it too cultishly, but he, I'll tell you, he is all in. And he talks to me about Tesla constantly. And I love it. Mark, if you're, I don't know if you're hearing this, but I love talking Tesla with you. Um, And and that to me is the magic of Teslas. It is, as I said earlier in the show, it's a paradigm shift. Uh, But let me, I'll finish with this point though. In my opinion the day that tesla's do become normal because I, I think it's that's not happened so i'm talking normal like a honda civic is normal that here in san francisco literally you know with cars parked everywhere on the street with street parking all over the place there there will be uh one at least one sometimes three or four priuses prii not sure which on every single block almost without like almost literally, uh, there are just Priuses everywhere. So, when when the Model Three, uh, when Teslas in general become that common, uh, that's going to be a really good day because that will mean that electric cars and Teslas will be ubiquitous and just accepted, and they'll be a regular, expected part of society and not uh, a special thing, not a weird thing, not a new thing. So. I look forward to that day. Mike, thank you for your call. Excellent topic. I like that one. Let's go to uh, old friend Ron from Nashville, responding to Curtis, who was curious about putting down money on a Model Y. Ron has got some, I guess we could call it friendly advice there. So Ron, go ahead. Hey, Ryan.
4: Uh, Ron from Nashville. i listening to episode 197 and responding to Curtis's call about um, putting down the money for a Model Y. So we have a little experience with this. As you know, Kelly ordered the Model 3 like you did on day one, made a reservation, and waited two years for her Model 3. In the meantime, she bought a used Model S because she loved the idea and the concept of Tesla. And she loved her used Model S um, while she had it, but decided that she did want the Model 3 um, because she preferred the smaller car. And as you know, I did the same thing. I got a used Model S and then got a new Model S um, after I knew that I would never drive another car again and wanted the autopilot feature with full self-driving that my old used one did not have. So my recommendation would be to go look at used Model um, S's or even um, there aren't um, used Model 3's on the Tesla website that I know of, or at least there weren't when I looked a few weeks ago, but, um, the website only used Tesla, um, and auto trader and cars. You can find, um, use model threes out there. Um, that might be something to just think about doing, uh, in the meantime, getting one of those. And if you likes it, just keep it. Um, if not sell it when the time comes to get when the model Y comes along. Um, I think that's pro- possibly uh, a good idea, just to get get in on the Tesla now and wait for the Model Y, and then, um, you know, to, you know, that's both both, you know, that's what my wife did, and she was very happy with both her S, and she loves her three. So maybe he can find a used Model Three, love it, and get the Model Y and love it too. Anyway, thanks a lot. Love the show. Take care.
0: Definitely a good option for Curtis and others in a similar position to think about, Ron. Thank you, as always, for your calls. Let's go to another old friend, Rich from Seattle. Well, he's in love with his Performance Model 3, but not so much with the range of the P3D. He wants to talk about that. Rich, go ahead. Hello, Ryan. Rich from Seattle.
5: Long time no talk. Your show is awesome. Still listen to it. Just uh, two comments. First is, just took a 300-mile ride with... uh, the latest um, 2019.12.1.1. Boy, it's pretty amazing how well they've done. Only note for anyone is that if uh, the car detects it's going slowly, it'll start to make a left-hand turn uh, move to the left to try to get past. But if then the other car disappears, it'll still try to make that left. So just be aware of that. It's pretty weird. It should probably wait until uh, you're actually making the turn to make sure it's not going to cancel out. My second question is, I uh, love the uh um, model 3 performance but boy the uh range isn't so good do you know of any 19 inch or other aero like uh wheels that will um have the same performance as the 18 inch aero wheels but uh, fit with those big brake calipers i haven't heard of any but love to get that extra 10 percent when we need it talk to you soon bye
0: great to hear from you rich uh yeah i'll tell you my lifetime watt hours per mile and I'm, I'm a bit past 10,000 miles now is 301, which is just about, basically that's 250 miles of real world range that I get in my car from, you know, that's city driving, freeway driving, occasional stomp it at a stoplight when it's safe. Uh, you know, it's just normal driving. I'm not trying to hypermile it, but I'm also not like being crazy, <laughs> you know, crazy aggressive with it either. Um, and I'll tell you, I... I knew that the 20-inch wheels were going to give me a hit on the range. I knew that that was going to be a thing. I just love the look of the 20s, and I was very happy that that they were offered, and I I do love having them. But I'll tell you this, your your request is hardly an unreasonable one. So I would advise maybe check out, uh, there's a website that a lot of people in the community like, a a vendor, T-Sportline. So T-S, just, yeah, the letter T and then Sportline. They are a big third party wheel company within the, the Tesla community that, you know, aftermarket wise, obviously they may very well have a lighter, smaller wheel that would fit over the, the p 3 ds sport brakes and give you back some of that range that you are missing. So all the best to you, Rich, Mike from Pittsburgh, a longtime listener, first time caller is up next. Let's hear from him. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Ryan, Mike from Pittsburgh giving you a call while I navigate on autopilot to work. There's just nothing better. Long-time
1: listener, first-time caller, really love the show. Um, I was talking to my wife in the car, and I noticed that while I'm driving, I have two young kids in the back seat. And especially if they're, you know, eating or maybe I want to see if they fell asleep or not, I either have to look back or I adjust my mirror to take a look at it. And, you know, sometimes I move my rear view mirror to see them, and then I turn on the backup rear-facing camera to see if someone's behind me. It's not too great of an experience, just like all, all cars. Now, my wife has a van, hopefully a Model wife soon, but she has a van now, and she has a conversation mirror, which is this little, like, um, fisheye lens that you can look through to see the kids in the back seat. And it got me thinking. We have a person-facing indoor camera that faces all of our uh passengers in the car already it's just not active it's waiting for full self-driving so what kind of amazing experience would it be if we were able to turn that camera on and be able to view that camera and the passengers in our seat somewhere on the tablet screen maybe i can view my children in the back seat making sure that they're safe and they're you know not in any danger eating food like choking in a car which is always dangerous or maybe they are sleeping or awake or anything um, or while they're awake, I can simply just have a conversation by glancing at their faces on the screen and create that awesome, fun environment that Elon's always talking about for in the car. So I thought it was a fun idea. I'm wondering if there's any uh, holes we can poke through this idea
0: or if it's something that you know, Tesla would incorporate in the future. Thanks. Love the show. Great call here, Mike. And welcome to the show, by the way. I think this is a fantastic idea, and I would think it would be really easy to implement just have another camera icon to turn it on anytime you want, just like you do for the backup camera. Or you could even keep just keep the interface nice and clean and make it sort of a hidden thing where if you hold down the backup camera icon on the screen, it then gives you like a hidden pull down option and then shows you another icon for the cabin facing camera to, you know, then like swipe down and hit that to display the cabin facing camera. On the dashboard screen and again i would think that would be crazy easy to do for tesla so i love it i hope somebody's listening i mean no doubt that of course tesla has thought about exactly how to implement that cabin facing camera we've heard from elon that it's going to be a part of the robo taxi service the tesla network fleet but yeah why not put that functionality in the hands of of owners in the meantime as well why not there's no reason not to Dave from San Francisco is up next and uh, has a sort of comment on the, I guess, environmental friendliness of frequent car buying. Dave, go ahead.
6: Hey, Ryan. This is Dave from San Francisco. Since I uh, last talked to you, uh, we turned in our RAV4 electric for an eye case. Uh, my wife's car, so now we have an X and an I-Pace. I personally love the X and it is a uh, original X, so it doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but it's a great car. Hey, I have a question for you. After we purchased this new car, one of my friends was giving me a bad time about uh, all the uh Footprint that we create purchasing cars when we don't really need them. I just wondered about what was your take on that. Like, uh, I told him, well, it gives somebody else a chance to get into an electric car at a lower price, and that's one more electric car on the uh, planet. So, anyway, I'd love to hear your take on it. Thanks very much. Love the show. Ciao.
0: Honestly, Dave, in my opinion, I think both you and your friend are right. I've read that same data about new car production requiring a lot of resources. But, you know, you're also correct in that by you moving up, another person can get into an electric vehicle cheaper and ultimately get another gas car off the road. Because, again, that eventually that domino effect is going to knock an internal combustion engine vehicle out of commission. So... I personally wouldn't harbor any guilt if I were you. Enjoy it. Steven from Sweden calls in now and wants to explain the tow hitch thing to me, which I greatly appreciate. Steven, you're on the air.
3: Hey, Ryan. Steven here from Yonship in Sweden. I'm a big fan of the podcast. It's has always been a great way to get my Tesla fix every week while waiting to get my own Tesla. The good news, of course, being that I took delivery of my Model 3 about a month ago now. Deliveries, unfortunately, in Sweden have been a little bit messed up due to a number of factors, and like many others out there, my delivery date was postponed twice. But the car has lived up to my every expectation, even though there were numerous minor hiccups around my delivery. But what can I say? I love my Model 3. But I'm calling, actually, to talk about the trailer hitch you mentioned on last week's podcast. I think it's safe to say that here in Sweden and in the rest of Europe, a trailer hitch is simply the most practical way of moving stuff. Pickups are not nearly as popular here, but what very, you very often see are hatchbacks or station wagons pulling a trailer, whether it's bringing garden compost away or transporting IKEA furniture. So I am certain many Model 3 owners, and myself included, are quite disappointed that the hitch cannot be installed after delivery. I'm quite sure that many of us ordered, assuming that it would be possible after delivery at some point. It would be great to get some insight as to why this is the case, and hopefully convince Tesla that there needs to be an option made available for us European Tesla fans. Thanks again for the podcast and look forward to your response.
0: Cheers. Thank you, Stephen. A number of other listeners wrote me about this, too, all mentioning similar things, namely that trucks, pickup trucks just aren't as common in Europe, and so tow hitches on cars are a very, very normal thing. As I said last week, I really think it would be unfortunate to leave the many thousands of existing Model 3 owners out in the cold on the tow hitch thing. I I do hope that Tesla's working on some kind of post-delivery solution. And by the way, uh, Stephen, congratulations on your new Model 3. Two more calls this week. The penultimate call is from Lawton in Chicago, another old friend, commenting on Tesla insurance. Lawton, go ahead.
7: Hi, Ryan. It's Lawton from Chicago. Want to comment on how Tesla insurance could impact full self-driving and the Tesla network. During a timely day, Elon alluded that Tesla be responsible in the event of an accident while in full self-driving mode. If so, it only makes sense that Tesla would offer its own insurance product to car the vehicle while in full self-driving mode. As part of the proposed 30% fee of any revenue generated from the Tesla network, Tesla could include insurance to cover any accidental damage that may occur from full self-driving or that caused by passengers. Doing so encourages more owners to allow their vehicles to join the network, since it would not increase the owner's private insurance rates or personal liability. This would be a win-win for owners and Tesla alike, since more vehicles in the network means more income for Tesla. They could further incentivize participation in the network by providing a sliding scale discount on individual Tesla insurance plans for owners based on the amount of time and availability during peak rideshare demand. Thanks for providing 69 minutes of Tesla goodness and positivity every week. Look forward to your thoughts.
0: Great to hear from you as always, Lawton. And I think you might be on to something here. The Tesla insurance policy paying for itself out of your robo-taxi profits could work really well. I just, I just can't wait to hear more about this. Uh, and, a, and a shout out to Caleb and Mike from the Tesla show that that uh, f- noticed some some code, some text hiding in code on the Tesla website that, uh, you know, it didn't really reveal anything, but it just meant it was talking about Tesla insurance and uh, basically just kind of an indicator that it is going to be soon. And because remember, Elon said, that they would be rolling this out in about a month, and that was a few weeks ago now. So we should hopefully get some more details in the next few weeks. Let's close it out with our old friend. It's uh, yeah, it's the it's the regulars this week. A couple new people again. It's it's always great to hear from the regulars, and definitely great to hear from new people who hopefully become regular callers. Remy from the Netherlands taking us home, responding to Will from England last week about onboarding new Tesla owners, kind of trying to collect pro tips in a centralized place. Remy, can you help us out?
7: Hey Ryan, this is Remy, your friend from the Netherlands. I have been playing around with the idea to start a website with Tesla pro tips. I didn't really want to start until I heard the voicemail from Will from England last week. He was saying that he was actually looking for such a site. I have already claimed teslaprotips.com and I have started putting some tips on there. I hope this is useful for the audience and I think I'm going to continue adding more tips to that website. If you or anyone in the audience has any ideas or tips to put there, please let me know on tips at teslaprotips.com. I hope this will be helpful for the community and I have, of course, mentioned you and your podcast on the website already. I hope that you think this is a good idea and hear from you very soon. Have a good day, thank you for the podcast, and keep up the good work.
0: Well, Will, there you go. Maybe we can crowdsource this thing to make it a useful resource for everybody. Love your initiative on that, Ramy. Thank you so much for calling in. Thanks to everybody for calling in. Again, I welcome your calls, I invite you. Drop me a line in one of those two easy ways that I mentioned at the top of this segment, either emailing me with your recorded uh, thing from your smartphone's built-in voice recording software, teslapodcast at gmail.com, or just dial in and leave a message on the toll-free Ride the Lightning hotline at 1-888-989-8752. Be right back with the pro tip of the week. I'll tell you what I've been up to in the spirit of adventure right after this. Well, I had a really interesting week in my car, even though it sat at the airport for four days. Because on Sunday, last Sunday, as the last show dropped, uh, I, we had Mother's Day, of course, and I took my wife and, and uh, daughter and, and Daisy, and we went to Crissy Field, which is sort of just, just adjacent. It's this cool park slash beach right uh, in the shadow of the Golden Gate Bridge here in San Francisco. And, uh, it was just, it was a very windy day, but, you know, very scenic, really nice, had a nice picnic there. We'd gotten some sandwiches from a, from a nice spot. And so we're hanging out there. And of course I turned sentry mode on the car and uh, when I'd found a parking spot and I always put sentry mode on now. And, uh, I got back to the car and had a few events reported. I, I, I don't know if I've mentioned it on this show, but all of you have probably noticed it by now if you've gotten the update where if sentry mode has detected something, you know, if uh, somebody walked by the the side of your car and, you know, the cameras pick up something, it lets you know when you get in, it'll say like, Oh, six events uh, reported. So you can then just press the save button on the, on the, you know, press your dash cam button to save those clips and then go home and review them. So I did that because I came back to the car and I had some events. So I took a look at it and I'll tell you it, it reminded me. It took me back to the Delorean days, in the sense that it captured uh, these three guys. I don't know if they were tourists. I don't know if you know. It's it's hard to know. It's sort of the scenic spot. If they were from around the Bay Area or not, but you know the the Teslas are we're we're lucky here that they're they're so popular that they are common. Like it's a good thing. Like I were talk like I was talking about earlier in the show is it's a good thing when they become super normal. So. The point of that is, you know, I don't get a lot of attention in my red Model Three the way I would maybe in in certain and plenty of other uh, states and cities in the country. But the <laughs> Sentry Mode picked up these guys. Uh, I'm looking at the front camera view. You know, they get out of their car. I look at that side, and and they're kind of looking at the car. And then they uh, t- they they come out in front of the car, and the first guy uh, puts. One of them stands in front of the car and then the guy, another guy, you know, backs up and takes a picture of him with the car. And then it's like, oh, that's cool. You know, that's, uh, that's kind of stuff used to happen with my DeLorean all the time. At least when I would see it probably also happened a lot when I didn't see it. There was no, <laughs> no sentry mode in that thing. But, uh, but the clip kept going and they, you know, then like they trade spots and the guy that was taking the picture, then he gets with the car, and the other guy takes the picture, and they were just, they're like, checking out the car, it was just the, it was great, it was like, it was really cool to see these guys just appreciating the Tesla, they were like, they were clear, they had smiles on their faces, they were light, they liked it, and it was just really neat to see, so I uploaded that clip to the Ride the Lightning YouTube page, I know, you know, I don't, I just don't have time for video stuff, that's just not, you know, this is, there's a lot of time and energy that goes into the podcast, and I'm very wary of trying to maintain a, you know, my full-time job and and also still be present for my family and have a little free time to maintain my sanity. So, you know, I don't I don't really do video stuff, but you know, the the show does get uploaded to YouTube just in audio form, as I do, as I always mention at the end of the show every week. But uh, I, I figure every time I get an interesting sentry mode clip. I that's at least I've got a place to put it so um you know you can subscribe to the channel or not if you it's it's fine if you want to or not but uh yeah so it's, I uploaded it to my YouTube page to the Ride the Lightning YouTube page and if you want to check that clip out it it's just it's great it's just really cool to see these guys just loving the car and like really appreciating like wow look at this thing you know the same the same thing I would do if uh if I you know saw a beautiful car, you know, they, they were super respectful. They didn't touch it. They just, they were, they were just smiles on their faces and having a good time. So that was really cool. And then the other thing I just wanted to shout out this week that, that was part of my spirit of adventure adventures. I wanted to shout out SFO, San Francisco international airport. They just recently finished a massive new long-term parking garage, uh, they already had one, but they built another giant one to accommodate the you know, increasing demand. And this new parking garage, I've been in a couple times, and, and this was the first trip. Uh, so I, I went in there and I knew, this time I knew because I, I've noticed it last time. So they've got rows, a couple of rows, but on every floor. I think there's five floors in this parking garage. And there are two rows of probably... Mm, eight to 10 each uh, pro- probably 10. So I'll bet there's 20 J seventeen seventy two chargers on all five. So, so there's probably a hundred chargers in this parking garage and they're completely free. They're charge point. You got to have a chart, just get a charge point account, which costs nothing. And yeah, so I just plugged in. Uh, I, I, I took the J seventeen seventy two adapter out of my, my, uh, tesla mobile connector bag that lives in my trunk and yeah just plugged in and i'll give you a little quick tip actually i mean you guys probably already know this but it, this took me a minute so maybe this is helpful for somebody it, charge point you can it, you know it gives you a, a, like a gps like a satellite view a map view of uh you know if you're trying to find the charger to plug into and then you, you can tap it and then it, you can say okay start charge and it'll it'll unlock that charger. well with with a hundred chargers in the building and they're all literally on top of each other because they're on <laughs> you know floors one through five, that was impossible so you, but you can go to a list view in the charge point app and then it was easier you just look, look at the like the the name of the charger, the ID of the charger that you're trying to plug into, look for that on the app, and then you can tap into it from there. So that took me a couple minutes of fumbling around to figure out. But yeah, totally free charging. You know, I was gone for four days, and I I came back to a fully charged car, and that enabled me to leave Sentry mode turned on the entire time. And, you know, it didn't didn't cost me anything either – uh, you know, money wise with, with paying for charging or energy wise, it just kept topping itself up. So that gave me a lot of peace of mind when I was away from the car and the car sitting in a public place for four days. So just kudos to SFO and to ChargePoint for making that happen. Because yeah, if, if those were pay chargers, I'm not sure I would have done it. I mean, I don't know. It kinda, I kind of, guess it would depend on the rates, but The fact that they're free, I mean, that's just awesome. So, yay, SFO. Good stuff there. Pro tip of the week time. We go to the aforementioned Jonathan from the UK. Uh, This is from a a little while ago. The nice part is I've got a few of these in the queue, so now uh, it's, it's Jonathan's turn here. He has a pro tip regarding Tesla roadside assistance. Jonathan, take it away.
2: Hello, Ryan. Here's a pro tip for your program, care of Tesla roadside assistance. I, for the first time, left my car at the airport for eight days this last week um, with sentinel mode on. I was, left the car with 90% of charge and was keeping an eye on the app to see how it went down so I could switch off Sentinel if it seemed to be using too much power, and it was decreasing at 5% a day. So I was not too worried, as it was only going to be there for eight days. Then two days ago, the car went offline, and I couldn't connect to it at all. I was a bit concerned, but nothing I could do as I was the other side of the world. Yesterday, I got back doors open got in the car everything fine until i went put my foot on the brake to start the car and nothing happened completely black screen everything dead i tried a few times hoping it would wake up nothing happened so after about five minutes of this i phoned tesla roadside assistant and spoke to a very nice man who was very helpful and he suggested I put my foot on the brake and hold down the two screen, scroll wheels to reboot the system. I didn't think that was going to work to start with, but after about one minute, the T-sign came up on the dashboard display. And it all started up and everything was fine. Um, he concluded the computer had crashed while I'd been away. So... This is a tip to pass on to your listeners um, who may have this problem themselves sometime. If you come back and you can't restart the car, try this hard reboot by the brake and the two scroll wheels. It's certainly a great relief to me to see the the screen come back to life. It's the first problem I've had with the car really in, in almost a year of ownership, so I can't really complain. And great now to know how to cure it. Thanks. Enjoy the program and try to listen every week. Cheers, bye.
0: Sorry, I misspoke a minute ago there. We were talking about Will from the UK earlier in the show, not Jonathan from the UK, but nevertheless, great to hear from Jonathan. And Jonathan, the, you know, the hard reboot is definitely a good tip to keep in mind for if things ever get really wonky on you somehow. You know, the soft reboot, which is done by just holding down the two scroll wheels on the steering wheel... That can be done while the car is moving. Obviously, this hard reboot where you've got your foot on the brake pedal will not work with the car moving, of course. So I'm glad, just, I'm glad your car was ultimately okay when you got home, though. That's the good news there. Thanks for calling in. And again, if you'd like to submit a pro tip, please feel free to send it in the same way that the uh, Ride the Lightning hotline calls come in. I gave you that information earlier in the podcast. All right, time to wrap it up and bring it home here. AbstractOcean.com, a fine purveyor of Tesla accessories. Some for you, most for your car. Whether it's a lighting solution like the a brighter LED kit, maybe you want a different color LED kit in the in the footwells of your car or in the you know the trunk and the frunk. You can get all that kind of stuff over there. They've got a lot of neat. Uh, sort of cosmetic accessories like different different uh, style wraps for the center console. So take a look at everything they've got over there abstractocean.com and if you uh, find something you like, you can get 15% off of your first order by piling everything you want into the cart and at checkout use the coupon code rtL podcast. that's all one word RTL podcast for that discount. Meanwhile, Immaculate Reflections, check them out at irdetailing.com. Also, Immaculate underscore Reflections on Yelp and Instagram. They are a wonderful detailer. Uh, do, they do a ton of Teslas. They did mine. Just beautiful work. Just, uh, just a, and Jeff's a tremendous human being as well. So if you're in the Bay Area, if you're going to be in the Bay Area, if you're taking delivery of your car at the factory, maybe at you know at Fremont. Uh, feel free to have Jeff take care of your car if you're if you're in need of or desiring some sort of detailing. Be it you know just a, a nice new car prep. Maybe it's paint correction, uh, the paint protection film, the uh, ceramic coating, any of that. All of that Immaculate Reflections will take good care of you. I can promise you that much. Meanwhile. I am on Patreon, that is the primary way, that is the, the best way you can support my efforts on this podcast, aside from just listening to it, which you're kindly already doing. And again, it's if you so choose, it's purely voluntary, there's nothing hiding away from you, There are just, there's some extra little bonus perks and things I try to throw in. If you do support me at various levels on Patreon, you know, there's a level for getting early access to the show, you usually get it about a day early. There's the monthly bonus episode tier where you get that that extra episode of of all the leftover excellent Ride the Lightning hotline calls. There's the producer tier where you get all that plus the shout out at the end that I'm going to do, of course, as always here in just a minute. So if you want to take a look at that, I'd be humbled and grateful if if you would take a look if that's something you're considering. Patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash Podcast is where to find all of that information. The, uh, supercharging bonus, the 5,000 free supercharging miles is still going for another, well, as I, as of when I record this week plus it's through May 28th, I believe. So, uh, if you're buying soon, make sure you get that 5,000 free supercharging miles by using, just use someone's referral code. Ideally, not mine. Uh, somebody that can really you'll because you'll both get the five thousand miles. I'm uh, I'm very lucky to have gotten my car just before they cut off the free unlimited lifetime. So I really love you to use somebody else's code so that you both uh, benefit. But again, hey, if I'm if I'm your Tesla guy in your life right now, and you've got no other codes to use, you can use mine. Just again to make sure you get those miles. So you uh, order at this link, ts.la slash ryan73014. Order through that link, design and order your car through that link, and it will bake in the 5,000 free supercharging miles into your order. You can follow me on Twitter if you feel so inclined. I'm at dmc underscore ryan. Same handle on Instagram as well if you'd like to follow me there. Uh, the email address, as I mentioned earlier, teslapodcast at gmail.com for either sending in hotline calls, or if you just want to write to me, you've just got, uh, you just want to do a, a traditional old email or ask me something, whatever the case may be. And I think, oh, that's not quite it, I guess the old, uh, Jada wireless charging pad. And by old, I mean new, the new Jada wireless charging pad, the 2.0 version which is definitely substantially better. It's really good. I've been using it in my car uh, for a while now. It works like a charm. It feels and looks like a factory Tesla installed thing, which is big for me. I'm very, like, just cosmetically. uh, I, I like it to look seamless with the car if it's an aftermarket thing. That's just my nitpicky taste, but um if you want to buy one of those, so they're they're a hundred bucks. I don't have a discount code for that, unfortunately, but uh I do have a referral link. So if you if you do decide to buy one, I'd certainly appreciate it if you use this link because they throw me a few dollars if you order this way. So that link is getjada.com slash r e f slash eight. And Jada is spelled J E D A. Finally, the Patreon producers, I was talking about that a minute ago, the wonderful people, I mean, you're all wonderful, Uh, the producer folks are wonderful because they support me at the producer tier, I want to start by mentioning our newest Patreon producer, Aaron Appleby, welcome Aaron, thank you so much for your support, And, and then someone else who's not as new, but I, I feel terrible. I they uh, this this person Larry Lynch. Larry his the notification came in, and I have to be honest, I just human being, I failed it. It slipped through the cracks on me. I didn't get it into my show notes, and I just haven't been mentioning him, even though he's been kindly contributing at the at the producer tier. And he sent me a note. I uh, he and he was very kind, uh, gracious to accept my apology. I, do, I feel bad about that um so thank you larry and again i'm so sorry for for accidentally leaving you out there but so larry lynch aaron appleby and the rest of the producers dj harbaugh pete white wolfgang obergen george cassiopo david brander jonathan wales alexi heft logan willis matthew para michael lester robert miracle jason chalukas joe edgel tim hyde marcus mayenschein Lars Hoffman, Lawton from Chicago, Peter Chalet, Rome Strack, David Vakil, Ulrich Lassa, Luke A., Eric Randolph, David Nondahl, Gabriel Sales, Jerry and Mary Smith, Brian Hope, Bill Royko, Lyle Austin, Joel Sapp, Dory and Steve Guberman, Luxendary.com, Michael Waddle, Daniel Grummer, Josh, Jeremy, Jeremy Harris, Tesla Owners Taiwan, Rob Brewer, My Tesla Adventure, Ron Lee, Lambert Lee, Chris Knesnick, John Cody, and Matthew Wright. Thank you all so so much for your continued support and helping make this show go cuz it's it's a lot of time, it's a lot of energy. I do love it, but it is uh everybody's support that that does make me uh make it possible for me to keep this thing rolling. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, please do so. This is a totally free thing. Subscribing simply means the show will download to you automatically each week rather than you having to go get it. You can subscribe on any of the major podcast services, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn. Remember, TuneIn is in your Tesla, so you can find this show in your Tesla. Search Tesla or Ride the Lightning uh, in under the Podcasts tab. I'm also on Spotify, if you'd prefer, if you're a Spotify user. And then, uh, as I mentioned earlier, I am on YouTube as well. Only a couple videos are up there. Like I said, just the Sentry Mode video that I put up from, from the story I told earlier. And then there's the, the only other actual video up there is from the day I took delivery when I did one of my first launches in the P3D. You can, you can see the, the childlike glee <laughs> from that. Uh, but yeah, there's, but just the audio show syndicates to YouTube. If you have just, cause you know, a lot of people just use the heck out of YouTube and they'd rather listen to the show there. So it's there for you if you want it. Thank you all so, so much. Happy electric motoring. And I will see you next week.
6: I mean, I think a Tesla is the most fun thing you could possibly buy ever.
7: (laughs) (laughs) That's what it's meant to be. Well, our goal is to make it's it's not exactly a car. It's actually a thing to
0: maximize enjoyment, mm. make its maximum fun.